0: In this episode I interviewed Carl Duke, head teacher at Blyton Cum Lawton Church of England School in Lincolnshire, about the curriculum he has been developing at his school over the last 18 months. When he first started out in the post three years ago, he soon realised that books were not an integral part of school life, they were not cared for, there had not been any new books bought for 15 years and children didn't read. They were so uncared for and tattered, he ended up throwing 2,000 books away. And that's when their new journey began. The school got access to funding and bought a lot of new books and set about changing the ethos to becoming a reading school. The curriculum became centred around books and is still very much a work in progress, but it's exciting and has brought a love of reading back into the school. Carl talks to me about his journey and share some of the things that they're doing as a school that you could try too. Let's get to the interview. So, Carl, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast. Pleasure. Um, We are at the One Education uh, Literacy Conference. I have stolen you away after your keynote, and then you've got a workshop this afternoon as well. Absolutely. Um, So thank you for squeezing me in. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you. I was recommended by somebody else, as well as uh, Laura Lodge, who is here today, um, because you do a lot of things with books in your school, and I want to talk all about that. Brilliant. So... The first thing I always ask everyone to do is give me a bit of a backstory, just so everyone knows who you are and why they should listen to you and your expertise. So do you want to give me a bit of a journey into um, where you've got to today?
1: Yeah, um, so the journey starts in Barnsley sort of 20 odd years ago, I guess. I was uh, sort of, uh, I'm obviously older than that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, i come from a working class background where books weren't um, sort of easily available. Uh, but my parents always made sure that sort of they were there for, for us as, as far as reading was concerned. And that's a lot of what the keynote was about, or the inspiration for the keynote and our curriculum, really, is ensuring that children have the chance mm-hmm. to read. Um, I, I sort of had a good education, then uh, set on the road to be an illustrator, actually. So I've always had a, a love of picture books and a love of, yeah. of uh, the visual form, really. Um, and then moved on into... Um, teaching after a while so I tried my hand at illustration and then went into teaching and, and used picture books and film actually as, as a real inspiration for learning for children uh, then used that through consultancy work with the local authority and CFBT um, and then moved back into school um, sort of a number of years ago mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and had a number of leadership roles leading towards yep. uh, working now as head teacher at Blatten Cum Lawton Church of England School
0: Fantastic. Do you think being a consultant, do you think that's um, made you approach your job differently as a head teacher?
1: Uh, I think it's given me uh, a broader knowledge of what Uh, what is out there Mm -hmm. and and support so whether it's the expertise of of other consultants but actually the the real thing for me was working with teachers on a daily basis in a range of different schools with a a range of of different opportunities or uh, issues that they had to overcome really Mm -hmm. so schools in challenging circumstances and working with those teachers particularly not just subject leads in their heads but working with the teachers Enabled me to try out things, but also get ideas from them yeah. and, and and as a consultant over five or six years, just building up a a bank of of, uh, sort of resources really yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and but also a really good understanding of what teachers need or needed yeah, yeah. so the detailed detectives workshop later is very much was triggered by. Conversations with teachers about the barriers they were having with children. So yeah, as a broad awareness and meeting lots of like-minded people, really, it was a a huge impact on on the following years. I guess
0: guess it's similar to supply in some ways. You can kind of pick and choose the best of everything, can't you? And and bring that in. That I guess really, when you've been in your school, you've been able to try things maybe from an educated point of view yeah by seeing it somewhere else so that's absolutely that's good and so obviously you mentioned that you were an illustrator or you were going into illustration and I know that you like to use picture books do you feel that that has some kind of relevance or connection you know illustration and And picture books?
1: massively. I think when I was at college, uh, myself and a good friend, Martin, we used to sort of spend hours looking at picture books and and how they would uh, influence our style. So Mm -hmm. um, illustrators at the time, who were still working, someone like Lane Smith, who has a number of books out there, which are incredible. He's a bit of a genius. Mm -hmm. He inspired our artwork at that point okay. we, we always used to try and and and, and uh copy his style if you like or work out how he managed a, a certain technique and and that was really inspiring for us and, yeah, and it was yeah. it was through obviously loving books as a child but certainly through that degree and, and the illustration degree getting a, a Again, so building up our knowledge of what was out there as far as picture books were concerned at an age where perhaps picture books wouldn't be something that we would talk about generally. Yeah. Uh, and I, I found a new love for them, really. Mm-hmm. And, and then that inevitably leads on to sort of teaching and how we can use them within the classroom.
0: So obviously we're at the uh, conference and you've already done your talk about uh, picture books. Tell me and tell all the listeners, what is this thing about picture books? What are you actually doing in your school to do with picture books?
1: Um, essentially using them a lot. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the idea is that we, that children have quality visual texts to use to stimulate their learning and that learning could be across the curriculum mm-hmm. so we, we've developed our curriculum and are still developing, it's not a finished product but we, we've developed our curriculum and we call it the reading Inspire curriculum mm-hmm. to ensure that the children from all backgrounds have access to quality texts, mm-hmm. and actually it's those quality texts and picture books particularly as well that that um, they essentially want them to fall in love with it. We want to fall in love. The the, the reading for pleasure needs yeah. to come. We, we want that. We can't force it, but we ideally want children leaving us in year six with a with a newfound love of reading or mm-hmm. a continued love of reading to take them on further. And picture books we use because they can be used through all key stages. I happily use them in key stage three, key stage four, and onwards. I think that that it's ensuring that the children um, have an opportunity through their history through their geography through re and and we're really driving through pshe opportunities to to look at uh the stories that characters go through and how, how settings are um illustrated and, and yeah. to inform their learning to hopefully inspire their learning do you
0: feel like you're changing the culture then
1: i think as a team we have it's it's um, and, and it's very much a, a vision I have of of an ensuring that reading is the the core mm-hmm. to our curriculum. But actually, it's the team who've taken that on. They they have to teach it every day, uh, and so they've from SLT they were heavily involved in how that curriculum looked from yeah. from day one, really. Uh, and informing in their ideas, teachers have the opportunity to also come on board with it as well and express that if they've got a particular text or mm. a picture book that they would like to incorporate, they've got that opportunity to do so. Uh, but it's it's certainly, I've kind of, I've led the change of culture with it, but yeah. certainly it's up to the team to do it. The children obviously need to take that on board and yeah, love, yeah, love yeah. what they're reading and, and they're learning through those books. But also it's it's ensuring that the parents also get heavily involved yeah, and have yeah. an understanding. And it's not a quick process. It's no. not something that, you know, we, we've had the curriculum in place now for about well, just over a year, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and But we're seeing differences all the time and positive changes all the time yeah. where parents are more on board with it, have an awareness of it. Uh, and, and it's just little things like, uh, you know, we, we get... Uh, I mentioned this morning, we've probably had over a 1,000 books donated to the school in the yeah. last few months because yeah. people are aware we like books. Yes it's something as simple as that and that's that's brilliant in these times of you know funding yes Uh, that is that is massive for us that that's potentially you know five to ten thousand pounds worth of books that have come in through the door free so it's that kind of thing that we you know that's just an element of it's a piece of the jigsaw which is, is is really having an impact for us
0: thank you i just want to pick up on an important point that you made that you said that you're working on it and i think that's that's such an, a key thing you're working on it it's not the finished product it doesn't have to be perfect straight away and if you want to try something new and you want to do something really good you have to just give it a try don't you yeah first?
1: absolutely I think um, and I'd like to think we have a culture in the school of trying that, that teachers have freedom for one yeah. there's there's a lot of freedom within their daily routines to sort of do, just do their job yeah. um, but as far as the curriculum's concerned. We, we've we got a skeleton, and I mentioned this morning, we've got a skeleton of the curriculum. It's reading-inspired, but now we're still developing it. And over the course of the next two years, we'll flesh it out until it's it's yeah. as tight as it possibly can be. And let's hope there's not another curriculum comes around in three oh, years' no. time for us to rethink again. But it, it it's very much, um, the curriculum's given us the inspiration. Mm-hmm. We're now, the reading has kind of really taken that on. Yeah. And we're all happy with that. And now it's a case of just tightening it further.
0: Yeah. So obviously, um, we're recording this in October 2019. Um, and there's a lot of talk about curriculum and deep dives. And I don't really want to go into talking about Ofsted. But how do you feel about that? So you've been working on your curriculum for a longer time. And um, how does that sort of translate? Are you how Are you feeling about the work you've already put into the curriculum before you kind of found out how important the curriculum is. Yeah, I
1: think I think we've always known how important the curriculum is. I think I think the fact that we've gone down the route of reading inspired version won't do us any harm. Yeah. That there's a yeah. lot of the, the the look of the school. Um, it's the reason why Heather Kim did reading rocks with us. Is the, yeah. is the fact that it, it's a. Books are there. You walk around the school and you yeah. can see books. You can see how much the school is, is uses books to inspire children's learning. There's a very much a promotion of that in a very positive way. So, um, we, we kind of uh, we're moving really quickly. We've, but it, it is a work in progress. We've got the skeleton, and the next two years we'll continue to move and develop that, looking at the links across the year, looking at the, the links through the years, and so, um. So there it's, it's a curriculum which is, as I've said, as tight as it can be in a couple of years' time, but yeah. I'm not expecting it to be there now. So yeah. it, it will continually develop, and uh, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the fact that at the moment we may need to rejig some yeah. books yeah. around. We may need to sort of move things in a slightly different direction because we've spent a year or so with it, yeah. and we, and that's that's it's only right that we can we play around. it's our curriculum for us
0: this is it and i think it's a lovely way to have looked at it because you've got one kind of central theme haven't you and, you, yeah. and you're pulling all the books into it Yeah. whereas other schools look at it in different ways but i think it, i think it's lovely and really you've kind of got a head start of something that you really want for your children that's going to be bespoke to your children i think you know, that's what they're looking for anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's important for us that we incorporate texts that are relevant to our children yeah. so our area is is quite agricultural so actually at the moment we need to develop that a little bit more mm-hmm. so we've got some some core strands now that we're looking at one of which is agriculture to to ensure that we, we can bring in some quality text to support the children in, in, in that so yeah it's really exciting but actually we know it's not finished and that's fine yeah. and actually it's again it's a curriculum for us so and it's it's working for us and as a head in that school I'm thrilled that we're moving forward yeah. with it. I'm thrilled that the staff are on board with it, yeah. and parents and, and, and children particularly. Um, but we're open to the fact that it need, we need to manipulate a bit and change it and swap it around. And, and I
0: think it's always going to be a working document yeah. anyway, isn't it? It's yeah. just, just like anything that is a value needs, yeah. needs to be changed. So this is kind of slightly off topic, but um, paper books, electronic books, thoughts.
1: <laughs> I'm a lover of paper books. I think most people are. I've never had a Kindle. Never want one. That's not to say I'm an anti-Kindle. How can you be? But but just the idea of of having that book in front of you, we promote. Mm. So that's not to say if children will benefit from... And to be fair, we've got a few Kindles in schools, yeah, but yeah. they're not used. Right, We're at yeah. Brits. It's, it's, it's for the best purpose. If we feel that children will benefit from it, we would use them. Um, yeah. But I think, I think just the the tactile having that book yeah. in front of you, being able to turn that page um and, and i think again that the promotion of the leaders within the school to show that this is a pleasurable experience is absolutely key mm-hmm. and and if you know when, when we do picture book worship sort of at both sites and we read a book we talk about it we talk link it to our values well the children do we have fun with it where the the parents are increasingly involved at key mm-hmm. stage one in, in coming out and acting parts and things like that yeah, so yeah, we just yeah. started yeah. doing that but it's those things that that they're really important to the children. I Mm. don't think you get that from an electronic book, but at the same time, you know, I'm not anti them at all. It's just...
0: I also think, especially with younger children, they need that. My daughter's three and um, obviously she had a tablet. I think she'd expect to be pointing and doing things. Yeah. Whereas I think you know, she enjoys turning the pages, as yeah, uh, yeah. silly as it sounds. She likes turning the pages. Yeah, and and She I, and likes I think, getting the cues for when it's time to turn the page.
1: Yeah, and I think I think children have the majority... I'm not saying all because it depends on, the, on their social background and, and what's available to them, but children have so many experiences using tablets now yeah. that actually this is something a bit different. This is the opportunity not to use a tablet. Yeah. I'm all for Especially T.T. Rockstar. I'm all for lots of other things college, like that. Yeah, it, yeah. It's brilliant. However, when it comes to reading a the book, the, the kind of... the the book itself, I think, yeah. is... is and I
0: guess there's something nice. I remember um, having reading at school, sort of reading for pleasure <laughs> sessions, and just thinking now, I remember thinking, oh, there's only me reading this book. There's only me that knows what's going on here. This is yeah. just... Um, It was a very private and kind of like, I don't know, an exciting secret thing, even though everyone else had probably read it by the time I'd read it, but, yeah, yeah it was nice. Yeah. Um. So, you mentioned... um. About detail detectives, you're doing a workshop on it later. Yeah. Tell us about what detail detectives is.
1: Um, so I think I referred before, when I was working as a consultant, I was working with teachers on a regular basis and, and they often talked about the the barriers they were having with children, right having enough to write or writing in detail. Mm-hmm. And so I was fortunate at that time to have time to kind of try and think of ideas of how we could overcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time I, I generated a few ideas just and and tried them out with teachers. Um, And the idea very much is using illustrations from picture books to get the children to focus in on specific Mm -hmm. parts of that image and and helping them do that, so providing them with structures to enable them to focus on just a a tiny part of of that particular image. So something like Jigsaw is all about, if you imagine an illustration in front of you, breaking that into 12 pieces, giving them one piece of that jigsaw and and getting them to really focus on that part as opposed to the whole image teachers were telling me that children are often quite daunted with all the information that's there in front of them as opposed to well actually one piece of the jigsaw is far less and then the benefits of that are that if If children each have a part of the jigsaw, you can create the grid on the floor, on the wall, on the Mm -hmm. table, uh, and and we can put all those ideas together. And and the chances are you're going to get far more ideas by collating that all together than Mm. you would just looking at the one image to begin with. And so lots of other ideas then triggered from that, uh, of which I'll I'll share quite a few this afternoon. But recently, since I started on Twitter just over a year ago, really, I've started creating more, so just to to add to the, the bank really, and just put them out on Twitter, on blogs, and things. So if people want to use them, they can do. Uh, and you know, and, and it's lovely to receive back some yeah, some yeah. some examples of work where children have and they've used them successfully. Yeah. So thanks to the teachers for doing that. So that's that's yeah. really lovely to. Yeah. I quite like that. That's nice to see.
0: So if teachers want to follow you on Twitter,
1: uh, at Carl 8 uh, and at Detail Detects 1.
0: Brilliant, and we'll make sure they're in the show notes as well. So do you do like non-text guided reading sometimes where you have a text and then you'll basically do your guided reading session without words?
1: Yeah, you can do, yeah. But again, that's very much up to the teachers. So I'm not yeah. dictating to the teachers how they teach reading as such. Again, we'll share ideas. Mm-hmm. We're looking at whole class reading at the moment, certainly in Upper Key Stage 2 and how that might benefit. Uh, and that's, that seems to be working well. Uh, and then obviously guide of reading we still use as well, Sort of mm-hmm. certainly sort of lower down in school. But I'm, I'm, again, I don't want to dictate to teachers how they teach. If they want yeah. to use an image, if they want to use text, yeah. it's up to them. I think it's as leaders and literature subject leaders, it's up to yeah. us just to provide them with the tools and then you know giving the trust to the teachers choose what they feel is right
0: and I think that's brilliant because one of the things that's shouting out at me and I know Lee Parkinson from Mr PICT says it a lot children uh, children teachers need to be trusted they need yeah. to be trusted and I think you're right because I did a, a lot of supply and I remember going into a school and I didn't like it when the plan was too prescriptive because I couldn't get on board with it because I didn't believe in it myself I needed to, to have a short overview so that i could do it my own way yeah um and so i think
1: it's absolutely I think brilliant to trust, trust
0: them and let them to they have to buy into it if they can't find a way to buy into it it's not going to happen
1: yeah is it? i think uh, as a head teacher it's it is a difficult position to be in you, you want the school to move forward you want the school to move forward quickly for the benefit of all the children within it and there are times when you make those decisions. You might make decisions which are difficult, and it yeah. might be difficult for the staff. There might be difficult. It yeah. uh, shouldn't be, ever be difficult for the children, but certainly difficult for the staff. But I think creating a culture, and we're still creating it. Well, I'll not get everything right every day, but of trust of, and, and actually freedom. Really, yeah. that, that teachers have freedom to do their job, mm. to do their job successfully, without the need to monitor, monitor, monitor to yeah. death. And and actually, and I don't. I very rarely look at much. Um, Sometimes I need to look at more. Sometimes I possibly, you know, but that's just getting the balance right. That's us, me learning still as a leader. I'm only three years ahead, but still learning as a leader. Yeah. But actually, the core thing as a teacher is that they have freedom to do their job, yeah. and actually, they are trusted in my school. Mm-hmm. They might not think it sometimes, but they are trusted to do their job, and I think the world of them. And I think they they work very hard for the children. Yeah, and it's not just teachers, but the sports staff as well. And it, it's yeah, it, it's it's ensuring that. We give them what they need to be able to do their job, but they make that choice.
0: If somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, "Oh, I could do a bit of this. I could um, look at books more in the curriculum and in my lessons," where's a good place to start?
1: Um, I think it's it's the key thing is to to look carefully at what it is I, I want to be teaching over the next mm-hmm. three, four, five, six weeks, and and just being you need access to what's out there. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. I appreciate that you know although I'm on Twitter, I love twitter and, and, and the people, the community within it probably only roughly 10% of teachers yeah. kind of are on twitter so there's 90% who are not accessing some really good ideas
0: and fewer on podcasts at the moment I yeah.
1: think <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah and it's, it's it's you just need to you need to access it so there's some brilliant people out there who share share quality texts yeah. you know so someone like Simon Smith someone like books for topics Alison who, who does that that they have just such an incredible range of, of, of knowledge that, that's or, or have the knowledge to, produ- to, to provide um, a wide range of books for children yeah. that, they could, that teachers could use to inspire their learning. Yeah. If you want to know, you know or, or some quality texts when you're teaching the Amazon, then there are people out there who can you, you know, give you those ideas. And I think it's, so it's accessing that. I would say to any teacher, get on Twitter. You don't have to tweet. Just yeah. follow and, and take ideas. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you need to make sure that those are quality as well. And and deciding which we we've started with the, the older children looking at um, a main actor book and then supporting actor books. So the idea is you've got one text that you read over six weeks that mm-hmm. might that might bring in the geography, the history, the yeah. science. And then have two or three supporting actors who mm-hmm. are the other texts that you would also use. Perhaps not as much; you wouldn't look at it daily. Yeah. But we can use those to kind of support the learning. Um, so I'd very that's for us is something that's starting to work, and, and that yeah. we again will continue to develop. But I think you, you need to have that awareness. And you yeah, know, I think I think Twitter and the community and, and visit bookshops a lot and see what's out there, and particularly independent bookshops because that's where you get the quirky ones.
0: Yes, something a bit different. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, do you feel that all the work that you've done on books in the curriculum has encouraged Reading for Pleasure?
1: I think it definitely has. I think it's still a, that's still a work in progress. There are children who will always struggle with reading and perhaps not enjoy it. There are things that I don't like doing and I never will like doing, so we, it's yeah. not forcing it, but again, it's from head of leadership down, mm. ensuring that we show reading as a pleasurable experience. Yeah and if we do that there is more chance of children yeah. also picking up on that and realizing that it's pleasurable i have a library in my office so children can come and select books we have a few children who do that now mm-hmm. i'd love them all to come and look and choose a book they can come and yeah. borrow it but that's going to take time to build that that yeah. culture yeah. it's not something that's just overnight and and i talked today about the experience over the last three years of developing that more of a reading culture and reading yeah. for pleasure culture if you like um and and but it's not an overnight fix it's something that develops and needs adults in school to take it all on and and move it forward um so we're getting there and it's certainly we're certainly having more children as readers Mm -hmm. and there's an example of of a boy i chose this morning to talk about who um two or three years ago would would not have looked at a picture book with any sense of enthusiasm or excitement he would have just said it's Mm babyish And by the time he left us in year six, he had his own display in the hall with his, his opinions, his views, his reviews of picture books yeah. because he loved them and he understood the value and the fact that, you know what, these books aren't just for three or four-year-olds, are they? Yeah. They've got sort of hidden meanings, they've got you know values within them, they've got yeah. messages that are important to share. So, um, and, and he's a, a brilliant example of a child who, who ran with the Read Inspired curriculum, really. And by yeah. the time he left, that's what we want as much as possible
0: absolutely you
1: might look at a picture book in key stage three now brilliant
0: well this is it so yeah. obviously when you're saying picture books sometimes they have uh, just pictures and sometimes they've got uh, a varying amount of text have you got any in particular that you kind of recommend maybe for upper key stage two or key stage one?
1: Oh, there's hundreds I think uh, anything by Aaron Becker um so the the journey trilogy yeah. um Just brilliant for storytelling and imaginative storytelling, fantasy worlds, and so on. There's no text in it, but you can just take the children on a on a journey. Yeah. um without a doubt through that everybody would would say the arrival by sean tan for upper key stage two just mm-hmm. as you know the, the issues around migration or around sort of uh, a family needing to make a new life somewhere and it's completely surreal as a text but it's it's an incredible journey and they, they've been used for years now I was, I was really lucky as a literacy consultant when, going back a few years where it wasn't around much it had just been published yeah and uh, and I went to uh, Salts Mill in, uh, in sort of the Bradford area, oh, yeah, which is the us, best yeah. bookshop in the world. Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, and I bought The Arrival and not many people had seen it. I think there was yeah. myself, another colleague who'd seen it in Lincolnshire and very soon it kind of just got yeah. sort of some some traction really. Uh, and I was lucky enough to email Sean Tan at the time. This was pre-winning an Oscar and pre-other yeah. thing. And he emailed me back and that, I've still got two emails from him, which are just... You know, it it's means amazing. so much, yeah. And But, yeah, it's an incredible, but why would you not use that yeah. in school?
0: So do you do you buy, like, a class set or...?
1: No, we unfortunately, we don't have the funds for that. Um, but we make sure that the, the teachers have the books that they rec- uh, need to have for the following year, the expectation being that they read them, they look at them, and then they fully uh, sort of have a really good understanding of the, the text before they teach with it. Yeah, and using, um, like, a visualizer or something yeah, for everyone to, yeah, to see it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, that's brilliant. Um, So obviously we've talked about uh, your curriculum how how are you developing that curriculum, you know? Who is who is doing it?
1: It's definitely sort of myself and along with SLT. So we sat down the other day and inspired by uh, Paul Watson on, on Twitter, to, they're looking at some extraordinary lives or inspiring lives. Yeah. And we've started introducing kind of that idea of like, right, who are we looking at across our six years? Which famous figures are we looking at in past and present? Yeah. And we're mapping that out and that's very much inspired by that just to see, right, are we, are we, look, are we being diverse enough? And we've, all, okay. we've got that as a visual now to look at, you know, how we further develop our curriculum to ensure it's as diverse as it can be. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of also looking at, the, you know, again, the, the, those the six strands, if you like, that we've mm-hmm. incorporated, which isn't something that will be published yet on our website or anything. It's, it's like work in progress again. But the, how those strands follow through um, each of the year groups and then across the year groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I find it really exciting. It's kind of something that it's... It's more learning for me, so I'm looking out at others and seeing what they're doing, so whether it's via Twitter or, or whatever. But but in the end, it will benefit our children, and it'll it'll provide a, a really solid base for our teachers to understand where the children have come from or where they're going to.
0: I think what you're doing really is proving that you that you're not out of touch as well. Sometimes. It's easy, isn't it for head teachers to get caught up in everything else and, and be out of touch with what's happening in the classroom, but yeah. with you being so heavily involved in planning the curriculum and also looking for new things that people are doing, you're just showing that, that you understand and that you, you are concerned and that you are in touch. and hopefully all teachers aren't going to feel like you don't know what, what, how they feel. you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I mean, I, I, I do teach every week still. There are t- last year, I ended up teaching three days, and, and but and that's hard. But yeah. I do teach every. But I, I do appreciate how hard it is for a teacher. We're constantly looking at, yeah. you know, ways of supporting them, well-being wise, and taking things away, and, yeah. and you know, to ensure that they can just do their job. Again, it's the trust thing. Yeah. Um. But it's you know still I haven't got everything right yet, but we're, we're certainly yeah. working on it. But I think um, their involvement in the curriculum is really important. Mm. Certainly, as an SLT, we work together, and the yeah. teachers can contribute in time. I don't know if they know this yet, but in time in two or three years, I want them choosing the books. I don't I don't you know, the the structure is there or will be there and I then want them to sort of I will not be able to stop myself throwing in books.
0: Apprentices, yeah.
1: training them up. No, yeah, yeah. We're all I, I don't know, I like to think of us all together, but it, it's it, yeah, I very much want them to kind of have that say. But at the moment, we need a couple of years of, of really embedding what
0: we do. Yeah, doing. yeah. No, I like that. Um, so I really like what you said there about life-work balance, about taking things away. Sometimes we can think that if we just add things, then it will be OK. But what teachers actually need is time. And I think yeah. you just mentioned a really important point, something that I'm so passionate about. So talking about life-work balance, if you could wave a magic wand to solve the life-work balance problem what
1: would you do apart from funding which i think would have a massive impact i think i I think a lot of it still comes down to trusting the staff Mm -hmm. but at the same time where staff need support where they need help where the teachers need so but not every teacher is an outstanding teacher you only know i don't want to use that phrase but not everyone is not every teacher is a good teacher Mm -hmm. some teachers need help they need support and actually it's making sure that Where they do the schools have the resources to support that we all want every teacher to be the best they possibly can and and to ensure that those children get the very best out of their education in primary school and so it's where we can support them we need to but actually sometimes there's that's not easy. That's not easy. Yeah. Due, you know, freeing people up is difficult, and going back to funding, I guess. But freeing people up is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, we've been talking about subject leadership a little bit with with my LT in the last week, or so, and it's it's really hard just to say yeah. right as a history subject leader, you're going to have however many days off off to focus on your subject because yeah. we've got yeah. to cover that somehow. And yeah. it's not whether it's small school, large school. You know, I'm not, I can't compare in that sense, but we will find that difficult. So. Mm-hmm um I, I think it's it's provide the, the magic one would be providing the necessary support to all teachers to make them yeah. the best they possibly can um and inevitably money has to come into it
0: of course it's interesting you say that though because actually in my experience sometimes it isn't to support teachers it's just to get rid of them yeah. um so it's really refreshing to hear you say that sometimes teachers do need support and that's what they actually need support and I guess sometimes it's about the attitude it's, it's met with you know yes we're here to help you and we want you to get through it rather than yes and we're here to put this in place but and we, we do want you but to leave
1: I'm also realistic in the fact that yeah. there are some teachers who maybe do qualify who haven't got what it takes to be a yeah, teacher. Of course, of You're course. always going to get a percentage there like that. Who, again, you need to support as much as possible, but in any occupation, there will be people who, who will struggle.
0: And, and sometimes it's just not right for them, yeah, is it? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's the same in business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so who was your favourite teacher at school and why?
1: Oh, blimey. Uh, I loved primary school absolutely loved primary school certainly junior school i remember very well i was talking to my brother i'm staying with him last night Mm -hmm. in manchester and and we couldn't remember the name of my year one teacher Uh, it wasn't year one then i can't remember even what we called it then but i can't remember a name and that saddens me greatly uh but in primary school i loved it mr frith was amazing he was my what would have been year three teacher yeah he certainly read books. I didn't. There was a teacher there who never taught me, but he taught, but he was the cricket teacher, Mr. Rogerson, who was an absolute hero. He used to teach Darren Gough cricket as well. Yeah. Uh, but he was just a legend. He was awesome. But my favourite teacher was Mrs. Curry. She was my year six teacher, or whatever we called it. It was probably year four then. I um, but she... I don't foster, know. She had faith. That, yeah, a fourth year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, going back to the 80s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, she just... I just loved learning, and, and she... And I can't remember how we used to learn. That's a bizarre thing. I remember the yeah. Alpha and Beta books for maths and whatever. But I love those. Don't bring those back then. <laughs> um, but I, I just, yeah, she just was a brilliant teacher. And mm. she was a, I was a bit sad. I went back a couple of times after I'd gone to secondary school just to have a look because I, I missed it yeah, so much. Yeah. Um, secondary, I would find it difficult. There was a, a teacher called Mr. Salmon who he left teaching, I think, quite soon after me getting there. I went to quite a, a tough school, a really challenging school. Um, and and he taught English, and he taught. He stood on tables and did all the incredibly elaborate things oh, that yes. you know. And it's he would not be able to do that now for health <laughs> and safety. But he yeah. was just brilliant. And uh, he he read um, *Turbulent Term of Tight Tyler* to us in year seven, um, and that kind of was incredible. Seeing him, mm. and, and obviously at the end he was amazing. But the, the kind of seeing him deliver that book was, was yeah. brilliant. It was inspirational. Yeah.
0: I love it how you you tying it all back to books, like it's so so important yeah, to you. and that. Done. No, but that's no, that's really good. It kind of just shows that it's like you like a stick of rock with a book in the middle. Um. Okay. So, where do you think education needs to go in the next ten years? Then
1: I don't. I'm not very political. I find it. I, I could. It was very easy for some people to sit here and get very political about it, but I'm not. Um. I'd rather think about other things. Um. It, I think it essentially has to put the trust back into schools. Yep. Whatever inspection framework is there, and you can't help but mention that it needs to be one that's going to support schools yep. for moving forward. The changes that we made—I'm not that—it kind of felt positive at first, and then suddenly over the last few months, it, that's changed. As yep. the frameworks come out, um, I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on schools. Um, However, you know, you know, I'm quite stubborn about things. Now I want things to be in my school. Mm-hmm. It might have to change one or two things that we do, and I don't want that. Yeah. And I mentioned it on Twitter the other day. I don't want to change my school for someone else. Yeah. It's got to be right for our children. Mm-hmm. And so we'll work hard to make sure that happens. But I think the there the will be never to be repression. I think we just need to support schools. that we, we, The system in Lincolnshire is a very strong one around school support. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that 's developed over the last three or four years, and I think it almost needs to be sort of a county wide support mechanism for schools mm, yeah. as opposed to you know this overriding inspection framework, which I think will, as I said, put excessive pressure on schools and whether it 's small schools, large schools it will yeah and so it 's our job as leaders to ensure that it doesn 't so I have a thing of not mentioning the word as often you know i don 't need to yeah. sometimes I do with s l t yeah But it's something I don't like to talk about because it's about our school.
0: Yeah, and do you know what? Um, Obviously, I've mentioned him a few times, but um, he's just come to mind now, Lee Parkinson. I've seen him share some things on Facebook recently. And one thing I think he put this morning was, you know, actually, you know, Ofsted is a thing, but it's a choice of how much focus you put on it. And it's like you say, you know... I don't mention it because I'm not making mm-hmm. it about everything it's and I'm not, not putting I, the focus.
1: But I understand why people do. Yeah, yeah. So, because there are some, it's easy for some schools to, and I'm not saying it with, in Lee's circumstances because I don't know Lee's school and I like him a lot, um, but I think in some schools they will feel just such added pressure Yeah. and and that's going to impact on leadership and yeah. then inevitably oh, onto yeah. teachers, and And so it's, I think it will be easier for some schools than others, but... I'll try and be as stubborn as I can be to try and not yeah. let it.
0: I think one thing that sort of shines through really is that as the leader, you kind of have to take that on. And I suppose it depends, A, how strong you are and B, what circumstances you're in, and yeah. whether that's actually possible Yeah. Um, to kind of take that on because often that's what I think I see. It's, you know, when the leadership are kind of taking yeah. that shock factor yeah. Yeah. Um the, I mean, Simon
1: Smith calls it he calls it the crap umbrella. I think that's probably the best way of saying yeah, it. He probably uses yeah. other words as well, but it kind of, he calls it that. You are you are that umbrella, yeah. and actually, and that so, You know, I might be fully aware of of what's happening, but actually, there is so much that ne- only so much that needs to filter down to staff to to yeah. move things forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so who's your inspiration within education?
1: Oh, there are hundreds, um, probably, um, kind of a partner. She's fab. Um, but there's I got into teaching and this sounds really probably ridiculous but got to Gervais Finn
0: right
1: Um, bizarrely I was sort of trying to be an illustrator and it wasn't quite working out I just didn't live in the right places and Mm -hmm. probably wasn't good enough Um, but um, Gervais Finn was on an Esther Ransom program that you used to do at tea times and I didn't know who he was. And he just started telling these stories about primary school, which made me think back to my primary school. Mm. And then people start talking and going, oh, you'd be quite good as a... You're not quite good. You'd be good as a teacher. Why don't you... <laughs> try And I was too shy, really, to do yeah. that. They all thought of standing in front of anybody and talking, with, which after today is ridiculous. And and so he was a big influence without ever talking to me.
0: Yeah.
1: In making me think, in putting an idea in my head, putting a little seed in my head that just grew very quickly. And I... I, as I've mentioned to everybody's board and particularly partners, about Twitter a lot, and you know there are people on there, people like Simon and Paul and Beth, and a number of people who just they, they talk what how I like education yeah. to be talked about, but in a in a hopefully a positive way, constructive way, but yeah. just they have their hearts in the right place, and so most of my educational inspiration now comes from online people as opposed to. Yeah. So anyone you know out there, really. I love coming to conferences like this. I think yeah. it's a great opportunity to to see people like Sophie talking this morning about art and literature, and and yeah. I think I think that's a brilliant opportunity. So that there are many teachers out there who really influence me. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And I'm a head teacher, and there shouldn't be any differentiation within that. It's you know we're here for the same reason.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And um, okay, last question then. What did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Um, never a teacher. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, never a teacher. Um, I, 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 earliest memories are certainly the typical thing of footballer. Uh, I want to be a fireman at point. I can't stand heights. So where, <laughs> why I wanted to be a fireman, I don't know. And then around secondary school, it was very much something to do with art. Art was a, mm-hmm. a real passion love of mine, and, and I was pretty good at it. And, and, and so up to about the age of 20, 22 was certainly an illustrator. So as a kid, change from those... Ridiculous, but lovely dreams of fireman yeah. footballer turn out to, to them becoming something realistic like a graphic designer or illustrator, and yeah never a teacher.
0: Do you do any drawing now?
1: No, not really no, painting? no. I would love to I would love to do some, um, But it's, it's time really. it does take yeah. a while, and you know if I was doing painting plus work, oh, then, I can imagine. you know that would take up too much time but um, I would love to
0: When you retire
1: Yeah. Yeah, which obviously being 23 isn't this is quite a long way. <laughs> well,
0: this is it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. Been, been really, really good. And I think that there's going to be things that teachers can take away. Um, hopefully, they're all thinking of a book now. They're going to go into a, a quick little bookshop, get Has an interesting quirky. book, and get that into the lessons. Thank you so much. Yeah,
1: it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening I was so happy to hear from another brave head who is not doing things in his school for Ofsted but for the good of the children and the staff at his school. Carl's passion for picture books certainly shone through and it's clearly transforming learning at his school. Hopefully you'll be able to source some interesting illustrations or photographs this week and open up the conversation of detail using some of the techniques that Carl mentioned this will be a great starter for a whole class guided reading session. You'll find everything that Carl talked about in the show notes. Let me know which other people you'd like to hear from and what you'd like me to ask them. If it's the first time you're listening to the teacher's podcast, check out our other episodes for some more great listens. We've been securing some more fantastic guests for you and if you want to request that someone is on the podcast, then you can let us know in our Facebook group called the teachers podcast community this episode is now live on youtube so don't forget to subscribe to the channel and did you love this episode please leave us a review on apple podcasts see you next week thank you for listening the teachers podcast is in association with classroom secrets a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust to find out more visit classroomsecrets.co.uk